Hey guys, welcome back for another video. If you found this video, I'm so happy. I'm so glad that you found this video because I think the information that I'm gonna to share today and the things we're gonna talk about could be so life-changing if uh, we would allow ourselves to think about these things, dwell on these things, and then apply them to our lives. So I'm excited that you found this video today and I hope that you will find the information helpful and challenging. Um, so I ran across an article on CNBC um, it was uh, talking about a book written by Adam Smith, um, and the book is, I think, called The Bravest You. Anyway, there's uh, several fears that are mentioned in that book, you know, that um, fears that all of us experience in life that can keep us from moving forward and making progress in life. Um, and so um, I want to talk about fear today, and I want to talk about, you know, how fears keep us stuck most people in life are stuck and by stuck i mean they're not moving forward um in fact many maybe they're moving behind and you know everything in life is moving everything in life is growing like a river okay uh, everything is moving that old saying you can never go back home why because everything's changing you're changing um your home is changing um the people around you are changing. Everybody's growing older. Everybody's maturing. Um, and there's nothing we can do to stop that process. And nor should we want to stop that process. Uh, we are all growing. We are all, uh, but we're not all um, developing as we should. Uh, sometimes our growth, and I mean this in the, in the nicest way. I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but sometimes our growth has become retarded in the sense that uh, we're not developing as we should. You know, when a child is not developing as they should uh, or as as is expected, then that's when the doctors get worried. That's when nurses get worried when they see that this child has a failure to thrive or is not developing as as is expected. So fear often blocks us and keeps us hindered. There's a lot of things, and there's a lot in this world that, you know, it makes sense to be afraid of. There's a lot of violent people. There's a lot of frightening people. Um, and, you know, there are reasons. Every day we, we read in the news reasons to be afraid. And I'm not talking so much about those fears as I'm talking about the fears that keep us from growing in life. So I want to discuss those uh, with you. Uh, there's 10 of them that I have listed here, and I want to talk about them a little bit with you, uh, each one of them. The first one is the fear of being or feeling inadequate, uh, feeling like you don't measure up, feeling like this job or this decision is too big for me. And this fear of feeling inadequate can keep you from, from taking whatever next step is in front of you. Suppose, for example, that you uh, want to get married or you, want, or, you, or you and your wife are thinking about having a child um, or you're thinking about a career change and maybe um, you know you've always been in construction and you want to maybe go back to school and um, or you've always been you know uh, an electrician and you want to go back to school um, or maybe you were wanting maybe you're wanting to get out of an office and become an electrician whatever the, the, anytime that you get ready to make a change in life there is the possibility that you're going to feel like who do I think I am that I could call myself by this title school teacher or by this title nurse or by this title 
electrician. Who do I think I am? I mean, I'm just, you know, um, just uh, who I am. How, why, why would I think I could be somebody that other people look to for help or that other people depend on? And so this fear of maybe I don't have what it takes can keep us from being willing to take whatever next step is in front of us. And I think in my life, the cure to that has been to just accept it and say, I am inadequate. I mean, most of us would, would think probably the opposite. Well, you know, try to drum up within yourself this sense of, I can do this, I can, I can accomplish this, I've got what it takes. For me, I just, I find it's more helpful to just accept the, 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 the other side and say, I am inadequate. But inadequate people can sometimes pull it off. Inadequate people with the right training and with the right support and with the right amount of effort can still get the job done. And inadequacy just causes us to recognize our dependence. And that dependence could be on God, that dependence could be on on our family, that dependence could be on our coworkers, Independence could be on the need for more information and more training. And so I don't think inadequacy is something to like run away from and say, well, I, I don't want to have the thought that I don't measure up. Um, I think if you feel like you don't measure up, then ask yourself, well, what, what do I need to do then in order to still be productive and useful and be able to take the next step forward? Maybe I need to ask some questions or maybe I need to get more information. The second fear is the fear of uncertainty. It's the fear that says, well, I don't know what the next step will mean. I don't know what will happen if I do this. If I, if I go forward, this could like disrupt a lot of things. And that fear of uncertainty can keep you from taking the next step. It's being afraid of the unknown. And often the unknown is scarier than, than reality. I don't know how many times I've sat with people who, you know, are in the hospital and they've gotten tests, you know, and the doctor will send them home and say, you know, it's going to be two weeks before we get the results back from these tests. And that two weeks can be a nightmare. Everybody I've ever, you know, spent time with, they would rather know whatever, give me the worst case scenario, but tell me a fact, tell me what I'm facing. But that fear of what I might be facing can be an overwhelming fear. That fear of what could possibly, what could potentially happen can be an overwhelming fear. It's the fear of the dark. And so I think that that fear of what's not known, what's going to happen next and not knowing what's going to happen next can keep you from, from going forward and keep you stuck. Um, you know, what can you do? Well, you can plan your steps. You can get as much light or information as possible. Information is like light. It helps you see your way forward. And, but, the, but one thing you got to realize is there's always going to be a risk in moving forward. There's always going to be a risk in taking the next step. But there's a risk in not taking the next step. If you stay right where you're at, and you don't make any changes, and you don't make any progress, you're risking something as well. You're risking being stuck. You're risking not making any progress. You're risking making no advancement in life. Think of the fear of uncertainty as like 
maybe like a roller coaster. You know, yeah, it can be scary, but it can also be exciting. You know, what's more boring than getting on the Dumbo ride and going around in a circle again and again and again? You know, I mean, yeah, it might be fun once, but it's too safe. You know, it just gets old. It gets tiresome. And many people are living their life like a Dumbo ride, going around and around in a circles. You know, every week is the same. You get to Friday and they can't wait for Friday. And then when they get to Friday, all they do is get drunk. You know, all they do is just, you know, waste it. And they do a little bit of yard work on Saturday. And then what? I mean, it's like it's like you're live you're not living today because all you can think about is getting back on the merry-go-round. Monday it all starts again and you just go round and around in a circle and you're not really dreaming of anything. You're not really hoping for anything. You're not moving toward anything. It's just going around and, it, and that and that gets pretty pretty boring. Uh, at least on a roller coaster, maybe you don't know what's coming next. And it can be a little bit scary. It can be a little bit unnerving, but it can also be thrilling. So, um, the fear of uncertainty. There's always going to be a little bit of uncertainty of not knowing what's going to happen next. But it shouldn't keep us from being willing to move forward. All right, number three, the fear of failure. The fear of failure. Okay, so if I try this thing, if I put my name down and I register for classes, um, what if I, what if I blow it? You know, what if I fail the test? What if I don't pass the test? Um, everybody will what? Laugh at me? Humiliate me? Make fun of me? Um, and then I'll have to live with the fact that I failed. And that's painful. I don't want to. I don't want to think of myself as a failure. But here's the thing: not moving forward and not taking the risk is the greatest failure. That's what'll make you a failure: is not trying, is playing it safe. If you play it safe all the time, that's a failure at life. So, would you rather try something and find out it didn't work out? or it didn't work out the first time you tried it. You know, not all of our failures have to be final. I mean, sometimes the failure just shows you, oh, don't go that direction. It doesn't mean you can't still move forward. It just means now you need to pivot. And see, that's the thing. You gotta be ready to pivot. But you're still moving forward. You just defining forward a little bit different now. But fail, But that fear of failure will just make you stop and make you stand still. Well, I got a door slammed in my face over here, so that felt terrible, so I'm not going to knock on any more doors. Well, there's a thousand more doors in front of you. One door got slammed in your face. That doesn't mean, that's, that's just, thank you, now I know it's not that door. But there's 999 more doors to go knock on. That fear of failure will, will make you a failure in life. Um... Most of our failures are not final. We can recover from them. In fact, our failures serve a purpose. Our failures make us more relatable to people. People don't relate to us because of our successes. They don't say, oh wow, you succeeded at becoming the top level manager of your company. That's just like me. 
boy, you and I have a lot in common. It's the opposite. People say, oh, you failed at, at a business before you were successful. You know, that happened to me once. Or your child ended up, you know, in trouble with the law or ended up, you know, uh, in jail or got pregnant. Oh, you know what? That happened to me once. And let me tell you how we went through it. How did you guys go through that? It's our failures that make us human. It makes us relatable. It's what draws people in and says, we have something in common. Because one thing we all have in common is it doesn't always work out for us. So failure, maybe we could redefine it a little bit. Um, in that failure often is what motivates us and inspires us for more. Okay, but that fear of failure can keep us from moving forward. All right, so number four, the fear of rejection. The fear of rejection. I think this is, you know, we want to be liked by people. I think if we don't have a good sense of who we are and a good sense that we are loved by God, and let's just, if you're not a religious person, loved by the universe, okay? But as a Christian, I would say loved by God. If you don't have a good sense that you are loved as you are right now, then what happens is, is you start needing other people to confirm their love for you. You start needing other people to confirm their acceptance of you. And guess what happens? When I need you to confirm your acceptance of me, in other words, I need you to like me, then I'm not really free to love you. Let that, just let that roll around a minute in your head. If I need you to like me, then I can't really love you. And maybe you're sitting there thinking, what are you talking about? Well, think about it as a parent. If I need my kid, my teenager, let's say my 13-year-old, to like me and think that I'm, a, I'm the best daddy in the world, and for them to just, you know, think I'm great all the time, well, then guess what? I can't love them and tell them what they need to do, like their homework, and clean their room and put their clothes away because that will upset them. And I don't want to upset them because if I upset them, then they'll withhold that liking and that acceptance of me. So I can't really love them because I don't have the internal strength to love them because I don't have the internal confidence to love them because I need them to like me. And so this fear of rejection is best, I think, combated with a sense of, I don't need you to like me because I love you. And because I love you, uh, I've got to grow. I've got to mature because also I love myself. And so I think this fear of rejection, we want to fit in. We want to be liked by the group. We don't want others to respond negatively to us. We don't want people to say, who do you think you are that you're going back to school? Or who do you think you are that you're going on a diet plan? Or who do you think you are that you're going to... 
whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever the step is we're about to take. And here's, okay, here's what we need to remember. Most people in life are stuck where they're at. They may want more, they may want different, but they don't want to do what it takes to move forward because they're stuck in their own fear. You making a decision to move forward in life to them is going to feel like you're leaving them behind. And it's also going to convict them that why aren't they growing? Why aren't they taking a course to mature? So they're feeling a rejection from you that you're leaving them behind and that you are calling out indirectly their unwillingness to move forward. And it's going to feel like to them rejection. And so what do rejected people do? They reject you. But don't let it stop you. Just because the people in your life won't take responsibility for their own lives shouldn't keep you from taking responsibility of your life. All right, number five, the fear of missing out. The fear of missing out. Because if you pick one direction in life, well, how do you know that's the right direction? You know, if you decide you're going to go back to school and become a teacher, well, then you're not going to become a nurse. You're not going to become an auto mechanic. So you're missing out. And that fear of missing out can keep you from ever focusing on the one thing that's in front of you because you've gotten distracted by all the things that you could focus your attention on. And that fear of what am I missing can keep you from ever really growing in any one direction because you want to grow in all directions. But being a sampler at life is not the same as living life. It's not the same as really investing in anyone or any relationship. If you sample relationships and then, well, I'm, I don't really think this is going to work out, so I'm going to move on to the next because I might be missing out. I don't know about this job. I don't know about this school. I don't know about this hospital I'm working for. I don't know about this police department I'm working for. I don't know. I might be better off if I move across country. I might be better off if I move. And so what happens is you keep yourself on the move that you don't ever grow any roots. And guess what happens to trees that don't grow roots? Okay? They don't grow very well. And so sometimes that fear of what am I missing if I choose A and I don't get B can be so distracting that you never really fully mentally are present for A, for that decision. The fear of missing out is causing you to miss out on life. So you're going to have to let some things go. You're going to say, this is the decision I made. I know enough to know when I know enough to make a decision. I made a decision and now I'm going to see that decision through until it becomes obvious that I need to chart a new course. In other words, I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna see it through. I'm gonna stay till the end of the game because sometimes games are won and lost in the final moments. 
but our culture tells you if you're not enjoying it or you think you could get a better deal somewhere else then cut your losses and run and sometimes we cut our losses so early that we never really see we never see the plants grow because we've already moved on to another field so we don't stay through to the harvest well there were weeds and I gotta go because there were some weeds so I'm gonna go to a different field and try that field instead and guess what you're gonna find in that field weeds so you're gonna cut your losses and run again and sometimes you can get so like a like a pinball bouncing around from one relationship to another one career to another one city to another always believing that your best life is the one you're not living so you're not present for anything in the here and now the fear of missing out all right number six the fear of change the fear of change if I do this if I step forward if I make a decision if I if I act things are gonna change and sometimes we don't want things to change I mean we may want changes like I want a bigger paycheck or changes like I want a nicer house or changes like I'd like to have a more responsive spouse or more respectful children but if I actually do the things necessary to change my life it's going to require that my life style changes and that's often what people resist we want you know life transformation that doesn't change our lifestyle but that's not reality if things are going to change in your life then it's going to mean things are going to change in your life here's the fact everything is changing all the time so you might say the first lesson of leadership is get in touch with reality what's the reality everything's changing all the time you're changing your health is changing for the better or the worse your relationships are changing everything's changing your city that you live in is changing everything's changing all the time uh, time is passing and you are powerless to stop it people grow older but they don't always grow up I think Jimmy Buffett wrote a song about that um, everything that is alive is growing let that sink in for a minute growth equals change there was a time when I used to have a full head of hair and then I don't I changed because I got older and whatever mechanisms happen in the body that cause that to happen have happened it's not my favorite thing in the world but it's part of life because things that are alive are growing things that alive are changing so if you don't want things to change I guess you're saying that you don't want to be alive because everything that is alive is growing and changing if 
you are going to see growth in your life and you're going to see development in your life it means you are accepting that things are going to change in your life and again this could be exciting rather than terrifying okay number seven the fear of losing control the fear of losing control How much of life is really in under your control? Think about that for a second. We would like to think, in other words, it's kind of like an illusion that we believe that we can control so much of our lives. But the reality is, again, the first rule is affirm reality, is accept reality. Reality is there's much in life that you cannot change circumstances of life that you can't change you can't change for example the weather you can adapt to it you can prepare for it but you can't change it it is what it is you can eat right you can sleep right you can make I don't even know that you can sleep right. You can make decisions to try to get a better night's sleep, like go to bed on time and don't drink a bunch of coffee before you go to bed. But even sleeping is something that comes to you. You can lay in your bed and want to sleep, want to go to sleep, but not be able to sleep. Sleep comes to you. You can make some choices that will enhance your health like getting exercise and trying to get enough sleep and eating right but but guess what you can't guarantee that your body is going to respond the way you want it to you can't guarantee that it is actually going to be healthy you can still healthy people still get cancer even though they're eating right. There are plenty of people who are not overweight who have diabetes. There's plenty of people who are not overweight that have high cholesterol, high blood pressure. They eat a good diet. They get plenty of sleep. And yet they get what? In accidents. Get hit by a car. So you can't guarantee that you can control everything that happens to you in life. Most of it is not under your control. We'd like to think it is, but when we really sit and think about it, what can you control? You know what's funny? The one thing you can control, we don't control. And that is what? Ourselves. How many people do you know right now whose lives are out of control? Quote unquote, out of control. You will say that. They are out of control. They don't show self-control. When they sit down to eat, they don't show self-control. When it gets to the weekend and they meet somebody new and they feel an urge within them, they don't show self-control. So the one thing you can control yourself, you don't. If you had self-control, why do you still have 20 pounds that you need to lose right now? 
Hello? I'm talking to myself because I've got about 20 pounds I need to lose. You see what I'm saying is what can you control? You can control the decisions that you make. You can control how you respond to reality around you. But you can't change everything in life. It's not under your control. But you can control. You should control what you can control. And recognize all this is under control. Okay. All right. Uh, So, we can't let our fear keep us from moving forward. Number eight. The fear of being judged by others. The fear of being judged by others. How do you know what's right and wrong? A lot of people have strong opinions about a lot of subjects and they like to debate those opinions on Facebook, Twitter, and everywhere else. And they'll take a very strong stand that their belief is the right belief. And then, you know, seven other people will attack that belief and say, no, that belief is wrong. My belief is right. Here's a question I want you to think about. How do you know what's wrong? Just try to define the word wrong. Try to define the word right. How do you know what's right or wrong? Unless you're appealing to some standard that guides your understanding of right and wrong. And why do you even want to be right? No matter how you define what action is right or wrong, what is it within you that wants to be on the right side of what you think is right? Those thoughts right there, I think, might lead you to to become a Christian if you just sit and think about it for a minute. I mean, really think about it. But that fear of being judged by others, afraid that others are not going to be there to support you. If you take a risk and you step out in faith and you try something in your life and you try to follow the path that's in front of you and you take a bold step, what if other people around you not only reject you, but what if they start to condemn you? What if instead of supporting you, they start pointing at you and say what you're doing is wrong and they start judging you? Um... They start humiliating you. They start picking on you. How will you know that what you're doing is the right thing? That fear of not knowing whether I'm in the right or I'm in the wrong can keep you from moving forward. So you need to figure out what causes you to think what something is right and what other things are wrong. And you need to make sure you're standing on some solid ground. I'm not telling you what to believe. I'm just provoking you. I'm just challenging you. You can believe whatever you want to believe. I'm not going to tell you what to believe. Believe whatever you want to believe, but know why you believe it. I mean, isn't that what you would ask the Christian to do? To question our beliefs and make sure that I'm not just a Christian because my parents were? I should think for myself? Okay, well, you should do the same. Think for yourself. What makes you think something is right or wrong? And what does even right and wrong mean to you? And how will you know that you're in the right and not in the wrong and that you are choosing the right path for yourself? I just want you to think about it. Because there's going to come a time maybe when people are going to point at you and say you're in the wrong. So are you going to give up everything that you believe and give up everything that you're doing 
because the crowd is telling you that you're wrong? How will you know that you're right and that you're in the right and that you're living in the right? Okay, number nine, the fear that something bad is going to happen to me. If you've stayed with me this long in this video, not only am I happy about that and proud of you, but I hope that this alone is worth your time. The fear that something bad is going to happen to me, because this truth is so profound, I think it's life-changing. First of all, what do you mean that something bad is going to happen to you? How do you define what is bad? Well, it may be something that you don't like. Most kids don't like broccoli. And if you held broccoli up to them and held a piece of pizza up to them and you said which one of these is good and which one of these is bad, most kids I know would say the pizza is good and the broccoli is bad. But now that you are an adult, and you understand physiology and you understand nutrition and you understand how the real world works, maybe you would answer that question a little differently and you would say, actually, the broccoli is good and the pizza sometimes can be bad. So much of what we say in life is bad, what we mean is, is unpleasant. Going to a gym and lifting weights for an hour for many people is very pleasant, but for most people, it's bad. I don't want to do that. That doesn't sound like fun. You sweat, you get tired, it's painful, but it's painful in a good way. And maybe much of what you're afraid of because it's painful is not really bad, but is really actually helpful in the long run it's just not pleasant to go through. If I move forward and I get unstuck and I take a step forward, what if something bad happens to me? Okay, here's the thing. Something bad will always happen to you. Even if you get rich, even if you win the lottery, you make a million dollars, you have $10 million. Does that mean you're sheltered from anything bad happening to you? Again, you could get cancer. Okay, or you could get in a car accident. How many celebrities do you know who had everything in the world and bad stuff still happened to them? They still lost family members. They still got diseases. They still got in accidents. Bad things will happen to you. Bad quote unquote bad things will happen to you. Um, but sometimes those bad things can, and even when they are actually bad, I mean evil, like somebody did something evil against you. Just because somebody does something evil against you doesn't mean that it can't serve a good purpose in your life. In other words, good can come out of it. Bad things can happen to you and you are not always able to stop them from happening to you. And bravery is not... is not running away from your fears and not having fear, but facing your fears. That in spite of my fear, I'm still going to move forward. I'm still going to take action. I'm still going to take a step forward. Bad things will happen, 
Um, and it's one of the reasons that we need each other to comfort us when those bad things happen. But often life transformation happens be- because of those difficult circumstances. In other words, those are the times we grow often to the greatest degree when tragedy strikes. It upsets our equilibrium, forces us to become unstuck, and moves us out of our comfort into an area where we would not go otherwise. So bad things will happen. But again, here's the thing. The worst thing is to stay stuck. So if you did nothing, if you remain unchanged, um, and you take no action, and you take no step forward, and you make no plan to succeed in life, that is a bad thing. That not only happened to you, but in some ways, you brought about yourself. Okay, number 10, the fear of getting hurt. The fear of getting hurt. Maybe you've been hurt in life by a relationship or by a parent. And so there's a part of you that's very afraid to move into a new relationship because what if that happens again? What if I get hurt again? I trusted somebody before and they betrayed my trust. And so that fear of getting hurt can keep you from ever opening up your life to anybody else. Or that fear, maybe you went to a church and the church you went to hurt you. And so I don't think I ever want to go to church again. So that fear of getting hurt can keep you from ever making any significant connections again. Getting hurt is going to happen to all of us. It is. It's just going to happen. Getting hurt is going to happen. Pain is going to, going to happen. Even if you live 100 years and you have a relatively healthy body, the people that you love are going to get sick and die, and that's going to be painful. You cannot escape pain and you cannot escape hurt. But hurt doesn't have to stop you. It comes, it gives you a message, and then it leaves. You grieve and you heal. A dirty uniform means that you are in the game. A clean uniform means probably You sat out of the game. So being afraid that you're going to be hurt is like being afraid you're going to get your uniform dirty. If you play the game, especially if you give it everything you've got, you're going to go back to the locker room with a sweaty, dirty uniform. Your hurts and your pains and your difficulties in life are your message to others that they can make it to. The scars and the wounds that you carry in life is the message that you communicate to others. It's your story. The dirty uniform that you're wearing, all the pain, the hurt, the difficulties that you've overcome and made it through become an inspiration to others in their pain that they can make it through as well. You will get hurt in life. Um, It's just a sign that you're in the game. 
That fear of not wanting to get hurt will keep you from ever getting in the game. You become the child that will never learn to ride a bicycle because they saw a kid fall off a bicycle once. And so they're playing it safe. And guess what? They'll never fall off a bicycle, but they'll never experience the joy of riding a bicycle. You know, these painful experiences in life that you go through, and this is why I'm glad you made it to the end of the video, because I hope you hear this, and I hope you think about it. The painful experiences that you go through in life, they don't break you. They merely show you where you are already broken. Because all of us are broken. We don't live in the Garden of Eden anymore. We're all broken in different ways, in various ways. And the painful experiences that we go through in life, they just remind us and show us where that brokenness is. In other words, the pot's already cracked. And then under stress, guess where it breaks? Where it was already broken. It breaks where it's been cracked. When we dwell on our fears, and so I guess that's the point is we don't we don't have to worry or be afraid of how life is going to break us because we're already broken. Here's the cool thing is we can go forward in life even though we're broken. Even though we're broken, even though we're inadequate, even though we might get rejected, even though even though we don't feel like we'll measure up we can still make progress and we can still move forward without the fear that I'm gonna be broken because I'm already broken in my brokenness I find my real strength my dependence when we dwell on our fears guess what we do we give them life and our fears grow stronger in our lives in other words instead of practicing courage and instead of practicing bravery we're practicing fear and that is keeping us stuck in life and what we practice in life is what grows stronger in life when you were a child and you had to do music practice it was so that you would get better at playing that instrument when you were a child and you went to softball practice or soccer practice, it was so you could get better. You could be a stronger player. The things in life you practice, <coughs> for good or for bad, are what grows strongest in our lives. And if you have a habit of practicing fear, practicing worry, and practicing doubt, then that's what's going to grow and get stronger in your life. If you have the habit of practicing frustration and anger and bitterness and resentment in life, then guess what's going to grow in your life? If you have the habit of practicing judgment and condemnation with people, then that's what's going to grow. But when you practice courage and bravery, when you practice kindness and gentleness, when you practice love, 
and grace with people, then that's what's going to grow in your life. What you practice is what will grow. And so I think that facing fear is something all of us have to do. And it's not something that maybe we can do on our own and our own strength. Um, we may need a flashlight. Uh, we may need somebody to go with us at times or maybe even to go in front of us at times but if we had a flashlight of some kind and we had you know a buddy to go with us maybe we could maybe we could face our fears um, and be able to step into a life or step into a world that we otherwise would resist um so let's take that journey together. We'll be buddies on this journey. And uh, the information the, uh, will be like our flashlight. And we will stand side by side and we'll take the next step together, encouraging each other and helping each other and finding strength in each other. And reach out to the people that are in your life and try to encourage them Put your courage in them. Encourage them. And feed off of their courage. And uh, let's do this together. Alright guys. As always, like, comment, and subscribe. I'm doing my best to bring you the best information I can to help you in your life. To help you from being stuck. To help you love and receive love in your life. Until I see you next time, thank you guys and blessings.